Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Blog Talk Radio. Let's shift gears real quick here. Let's move over to a film that is a, a very interesting film. We, we started watching it. Boy, it took a while to get through. Boy, I tell you. Look, how many weeks? I mean, I mean, it was like, it's an hour and 53 minute <laughs> film. It's like, wow. It's like two hours and 23 minutes. Two hours. <sighs> Two long minutes, and we are talking about the film, the movie, 1984. Welcome to the film review movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Each week, the husband and wife team take you on a discussion on culture in movies, music, politics, and society. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. So get ready for this week's The Film Review. What's going on, people? How y'all doing today? Listen, we are simulcasting live. We're going on three different formats right now. This is the film review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else. Comes to mind. That's right. We we are your hosts. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review culture in movies, music, politics, and society. And do we have a great show for you today? We got a chance to watch a couple of different films this time coming around. First of all, let, let us say that this is brought to you by The Black Ice Chronicles back in Cleveland movie. The Black Ice Chronicles back in Cleveland movie. Available on Vimeo and also on DVD. Available on Vimeo and also DVD. Available on Vimeo and also DVD. So make sure you pick up your copy of uh, Back in Cleveland. That's what it's called, Back in Cleveland. Back in Cleveland, that's right. Uh, produce a DVD as well as on Vimeo. All right, as we go, as I splat myself with some ginger beer. All right, here we go. Okay, listen. Now, ginger beer, talk about ginger beer. Okay, now, ginger beer is not alcoholic for people to know. Um, it's really good for uh, congestion. It yeah. really burns away the mucus. Yeah. This time of year, it's a great anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, as well as it's good for um, muscle soreness. Um, it's good for arthritis, as well as a host of things. So since we're talking about um, uh, sugar film, as well as uh, plant pure nation, might as well throw in other um, information things that's good for you such as ginger beer as well as ginger tea so also um try ginger tea which is really really great so remember again we're simulcasting on instagram on facebook and also on youtube this is the film review so hard times let's give the synopsis on on hard times not hard times it's hard time the movie edited by dj rondeville it's about 
a man who is just newly released from prison and he's trying to get his life together but he has a dramatic need his um his uh, grandmother's house is in foreclosure and he has to uh, uh find a way to save the house as well as um help his sister who's sick and uh make sure his nephew stays on the right track that's his dramatic need within the meantime he finds he uh is uh he meets up with uh dj rendezvous character okay dj rendezvous plays tyrone and then uh saint perry plays uncle d uh, that's funny uncle d and then uh wally uh phillips plays the nephew all of the acting in it is really good and i have to say that the cinematography in it is uh is really good you know what i mean yeah i want to shout out to let's go entertainment you know what i'm saying nintendo switch just joined and is tuned in listening so you know, watch that hard time. Yeah. It's a shot well. Yeah, it is. Um, it's edited well. The sound on it is good. When you hear the birds chirping, they are right there at you. Yeah. For sure. They are right there at you for sure. And the script um, flows. Yeah, the script flows. Uh, it starts out with a dramatic need, but it never really gets initi an initiating event until actually the end of the film because it's a 15 minute film so usually the initiating event in a film which kicks off the whole story uh starts around uh 14 minutes in and then the film comes to uh the conclusion but it's well worth seeing you will be entertained uh hard time uh by dj ron i'm just gonna say by him because he edited and I have to give a shout out to the uh, cinematographer, uh, who is Olga Nachetvia. I think this is, seems like a Russian name, but she did a real great job on the cinematography. She didn't jump the line on certain things, and she she stayed with it. And it's beautifully shot. The conversation between the nephew. And the yeah. uncle. I like their relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah, their relationship is good. The lighting is great. Yeah, the lighting is great. Yeah. Just like this, people. Have you noticed the lighting right here? Have you noticed that everything is uh, <laughs> it's well hot. lit? It's, I'm melting well lit. under the lights. You know what I'm the only thing we didn't bring were the napkins. We brought the drinks, but we didn't bring the napkins. See, the lights mm -hmm. will make you, make you hot for sure. So, we will sweat make sure you get lights. ginger beer for sure. Okay. Under the lights. <laughs> All right, so the next um, film that we uh, reviewed, you know what? It actually came on right after, right after Hard Time Flowing because it's on YouTube, and this film is also on YouTube, and it's called Welcome to Welcome to Killer City, right? And it's uh, from out of uh, Missouri, yeah, Kansas City. Midwest. Missouri to be exact Midwest and it's starring Mun E.G. Freeway you know Freeway uh, the rapper from uh, The Rock and you know State Property yeah. 
Yeah, Freeway and also uh, C-Ness, and it came out in 2015. So the synopsis of the story is uh, two friends come up together and uh, they're introduced to a third party who is not as close to them right. as uh, as they were. But they all kind of come up together. The two come up since they were children. The other, he comes in when they're teenagers and something happens and one of them goes to prison. And then when they come back, the conversation and the connection between the three aren't what they were. And that is the initiating event that kicks it off and it is a uh, story of of lies, betrayal, uh, truth about what's going on in, in the hoods in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. And it uh, it really takes you there. It's a really uh, great film. The sound quality in it, the soundtrack is just phenomenal. Like the way that they use it, use the songs in yeah. Passage of Time. It has more Passage of Time uh, sequences in it than most films usually do, but that's okay because the storyline, you're able to catch on, kind of figure it out after a while, who's who, because they have the younger set yeah. of when they're teenagers, and then they have the older set post prison, right? And that's the best way to describe it. And the story goes on and it tells a um, interesting story about Kansas City, Missouri and what's uh, going on there as far as at that time in 2015. Yeah. So it is uh, well worth uh, seeing. It has an excellent soundtrack. You will be uh, sitting there gripped by the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a it's a really good film. I love independent films. Mm -hmm. um, I love the the realness, you know, the relationship between the guys. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the soundtrack was nice. I love the um and everything was placed nice. Like each song was placed in the perfect scene. Um combination of um with hip hop and R and B. Mm -hmm. Really nice. And I love um the introduction to all of the characters. Um well-written, you were able to understand and, and you were introduced to each of the different like personalities and uh, well done. Let's switch gears for a minute and let's talk about sugar-free diet. Now, um, we were sitting and we were watching a couple of different documentaries. Tell them about the documentaries real fast. Okay, so uh, that sugar that sugar film um, is what it's called, and it is starring Damon Damu. Um, he also uh, directed it. He's starring in it. Um, and it, what he did was, it's kind of like um, in the same vein as Super Size Me type, uh, instead of it being um, a fast food restaurant, um, Damon Gamaru is, his goal is to consume the equivalent of 40 teaspoons of sugar daily for six weeks, just to see how sugar affects our body. Mm -hmm. And um, what initiated this for him was his wife was pregnant and, and um, 
he wondered how sugar affects one's body, you mm -hmm. know. And he thought about his child and how children grow up. Hey, Kayla, and how children grow up with uh, sugar. And I mean, it was great. It was a great social experiment um, from beginning to end. You saw how it affected his body, um, his organs. So when um, he first starts out, he's a slim string bean. Yeah. And within the first, what, six weeks? Yeah. This starts to change yeah. and his, um, he, starts to, he really starts to age. Yeah, he does. His face, his, his face really it. aged. From... Yeah, like the guy in Supersize I Me, mean, he really aged mm -hmm. within those uh, few weeks. And all, all of this is from sugar. From sugar. And, and the, the most interesting thing about it is uh, like the equivalency of, um, for instance, 40 grams of uh, junk food, let's say, potato chips, candy bars, soda, or pop, as we say in the Midwest, um, versus 40 grams of um, uh, yogurt and a health food bar. Um, so the thing is, 40 grams is 40 grams, right? So either or, and his thing was, is that people assume just because, oh, I'm eating a so-called a nutritional bar or I'm drinking a healthy smoothie, you know, um, it's much healthier than having a bag of chips and a candy bar. But in reality, I that, the, that 40 grams of sugar that is in that nutritional bar, that is in that yogurt smoothie or more calories, isn't good for you. So I learned a lot from watching the documentary. It was really And if you good. want to do like take take a, take a measuring spoon mm -hmm. and pour in 40 grams mm -hmm. and try to taste and eat that sugar. Mm -hmm. And that's what's actually in what you're actually eating. Whatever it is, is if it's 40 grams of something, then you're gonna be like, oh, I'm not gonna wanna necessarily eat Right, that. and then you learn the sugars and everything. When you go grocery shopping, kind of look at the back of everything, including the condiments such as the mayonnaise and the and the and the uh, ketchup, and you will see that the sugar content is really high. So try to go for the healthier option if you do. And um, as far as ketchup, like more organic ketchup, go for a healthier option with um, the sugar. In. So, so it was a great documentary. So tell them. Uh what the second documentary was. Second documentary um, we watched is called Planet Pure Nation, which really, which was really, really, really good. And this was um, done by father and son. Um, the father is Dr. Colin Campbell's son, Nelson Campbell. And what they did is they did a test study with, um, they went to the Carolinas. Hi, Nikki. What's going and on, Nick? And they did a case study, and uh, they, it's interesting, they chose, uh, they went to the Carolinas because it's known for the, the uh, you know, the North Carolinas, well, the South Carolina, known for like their barbecue and um, great meat, whether it's uh, beef, chicken, you know, it's known for it. And um, so they, a couple of people decided to be a part of the study, and um, Dr. Campbell, they had, they had a caterer who prepared healthy meals, all plant-based, 
um, such as veggies, fruits, nuts, whole grains, legumes, and, and seeds. And um, they noticed after doing a plant-based diet, they were a lot healthier, like their, their sugars, people who um, had diabetes, they noticed that their sugar count was better. Um, the cholesterol was lower, you know. Nikki says she's from uh, South Carolina. All right, yep. And it was really great, you should watch it. Yeah. Um, because at first they were really, really hesitant. They didn't think that like um, people in South Carolina or North Carolina would participate in it. Um, but a lot of people participated in the study. But they call it, they they call really it revved up or initial rev or something like that. That's what they call it. They, they, the, the study was initial rev where it would rev up your body where you wouldn't need the sugar and everything. And they really did. And then the doctors the said that they hadn't seen these type of results. Right. You know, not to leave out our own uh, homegrown people. Right. Uh, Dr. Keedy. Or yes. Chef Kitty yes. has programming yes. on YouTube, and he also has yeah. a um, uh, DVD out called Chewicide. Yes. And it talks about uh, people uh, eating, and it talks about uh, plant-based living foods mm -hmm. to eat, which he also calls it whole foods, but plant-based living foods to eat. And um, I'm getting ready to put one of his videos in the uh, description here, so Actually, that can yeah, uh, I saw watch it. One today, you had uh, saw it earlier, mm -hmm. and then I watched it um, a little bit after you. And we saw uh, Chef Kitty prepare um, the, his papaya kiwi almond yogurt breakfast. I mean, it looked delicious. Mm -hmm. And that's what we uh, just posted. Yeah. You know, so you'll see that on the line. So after this is over, you can go back. And those who are watching on Instagram, come on to the Crazon Dion page or the Lordland Films page or the Film Review page. And then you're able to uh, watch it. And also the people on YouTube, you're able to watch it. What would you rate the first documentary? Tell them what the name of it is. The first documentary um, is called That Sugar Film. And out of what like a 10 i would definitely give it a 10 because i learned a lot so um because it made me like really cognitive of the amount of sugar i took in because in this documentary he literally shows you he starts it off with the teaspoons of sugar he starts it off with 40 teaspoons of sugar not only does he do that like he actually eats the <sighs> raw the 40 teaspoons of sugar yeah. and then so and then he would also show you like the dish next to it the politics of it i don't want to uh I don't usually like uh, different uh, cultures or different um, uh, citizens from different countries talking about how the American government uh, manipulates what's happening around the world. But the sugar lobby, that's what I'll call it, and that's what, kind of what he alluded to it being, yeah. um, gets in there and pushes so that certain findings can shift their way, can shift their way. We're not saying that it's totally not true of the findings, but it's kind of skewed to be positive that, that sugar does not cause 
necessarily diabetes yeah, because it, or, or yeah because you went in a documentary it showed how the sugar lobby like pushed their like um agenda you know you showed that how oh, um it's actually not that bad for you it's okay to have you know and he you know showed the different commercials and information from the lobby from the governments that you know it's just it was really good it was interesting so it's, it's worth seeing but it will make you take a look and be more um thoughtful of the amount of sugar that you take in we're not trying to preach to you eat how you like i mean i'm not trying to do but just think because, no, about but, what you take in. but but so he even ends with a music video so i'll give it i'll like, give it about uh, a nine because I didn't necessarily like the music video because I thought he was kind of cornering it up a little bit. It's a white dude, but when you, when you, when you see how it it, it's the twang in the voice, you might as well just put on blackface. So I'll give him a nine. Matter of fact, did you see this video going around on YouTube where it's an Asian girl and she's dancing, right? And she's, <laughs> and she's dancing to some, I don't know what it is. It sounds like it's a, a one of those uh, line dance, but she's out there and she's doing the move. Now this is somewhere in whatever country she's from, but she's doing these moves and the people are laughing. And I'm saying she is making fun of something that she cannot naturally do. That the rhythm is not naturally there. And thus she's basically just doing a menstrual show. For those who don't know what menstrual shows are, they started around the 20s where uh, white men would take, white men who couldn't get any work would take blackface cork, burn it down, put the face, blackface on, big uh, white lips or pink lips to get out there and do these menstrual shows supposedly imitating how black people are so they would make money. So the menstrual shows went through and you can see that movie Bamboozled by Spike Lee. He describes it very well, right? But, so she's basically doing a menstrual show without blackface. That's what she's doing. So when people are sitting there and they're watching what the Asians are doing, like if you watch during the time when the Panther movie came out and when they went over there and they interviewed uh, Asians in China, in other in other different countries and the opinions that they had of black people in general because of what they are taught to be basically uh Aryans uh while they're actually Asian. So you know that that's what it is. So don't when you see the dancing and stuff, don't believe that it's something that's friendly because it is not. Because when you see the people in the back they were like get down they were laughing because she was trying to do the move and she was putting her hand down the crotch, you know, like like she was trying to be Michael Jackson. So just a little bit on that there. So on the second documentary. It's called Plant Pure Nation. And, and what, what, what rating was you It was really good. Um, that one, I would also, oh, that one was good. You know, I'm sorry, I have to give it a 10 too because I learned a lot. Anytime I learn something, I really, I can appreciate it. So. I learned how the politicians See, who yeah. are in the pocket will collapse. They were in Kentucky. Okay, they were in Kentucky. That's right. Yeah. They sure were. They were in and they were voting on putting into the framework of yeah. the uh, the legislation that um, the that that the people in Kentucky should move more towards a plant based living 
food type of diet the because schools the schools and, and but just moving forward yeah. because of the fact that this particular right. diet is unsustainable not only because it causes bad health right. but also because they can't keep producing livestock right. because the livestock is producing too much co2 mm -hmm. emissions yeah. and where is this gonna go but you know who was against this which lobby so they showed like um with the uh the the meat lobby um with, who else it was the um oh the fat i mean that they have a fat lobby um and just like uh beef just like all of the other industries were like really 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 like lobbying against it, it was really good it was an eye opener and just to see how um, from beginning to end, how it affect like some of the different people who were part of the study. So I would definitely give it a 10 because I learned a lot. And um, and that's why I really was able to appreciate watching uh, Chef Kitty because after seeing that, yeah. and to we're see- gonna, We're gonna really- Yeah, down yeah, because to see after that, I'm like, okay, so I'm interested, you know? And uh, because you want to have different recipes, you want to try different things as far as plant-based to play with. And then, so when I saw him with his various, various recipes, he make it just like, it's so easy. You watch him, you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this, you know. I can incorporate more um, vegetables and more grains in my diet, you know. Um, so yeah, I would definitely get a documentary mm. um, a and I learned a lot. I'm gonna give it a nine because I just didn't like the way that the certain politicians started acting. You know, that's just the mm -hmm. way it is. Yeah. And I was like, it's common sense. It's like a lot of things was common sense, you know, all through the um, Obama era. And a lot of things were just common sense yeah. that just seemed to go over people's heads. Okay, it's this now it's n no sense, and you know, people were maybe they're working or maybe not. But listen, here's the thing that. Uh, you see those uh, uh, post-apocalyptic films, right? And you see them talk about people going into bunkers and uh, having places to uh, live, you know, when the world breaks down. Because, you know, they said the CO2 emissions from the cows, you know, they're dumb, the cows dumb, right? You know, it, it goes up in the air, it's breaking down the ozone wall and all the other stuff. It, it's helping heat up the earth, which means that the waters are gonna rise, which means there's less land mass to mass all of these people. And then you got uh, people like uh, like a dude from Microsoft who wants to uh, dim the sun by putting something in the oh, air that will, yeah, that will dim the sun down and, you know, you know, trying to save one group of people, but this is in motion and, this is not going to be a say, you know what I mean? But anyway, listen, because all, all that's going to happen to black people is it's just going to get a little bit lighter, you know what I'm saying? Because the sun will be less intense, but it's still going to be there and it's still going to be. But anyway, that's another story. But my main point of this is people talk about going into bunkers and doing all that, but it's only one thing. You're going into this underground situation or whatnot, but the, what's coming up from the ground is the molten lava is coming up because the earth is heating up so it's going to bypass and wipe out your whole shit anyway anyway excuse me but you're in there you're in this bunker right you're you're, you're taking dumps 
where where's the who's calling the dispose of the the shat? Okay, who's going to ex expose of the shat? Right, that's CO two. Right, where's that going? Number two, you need oxygen to be underneath. Right, if the top level, that's what's never explained to you in science fiction. How did they get a continuous flow of oxygen happening in a situation where? The Earth's atmosphere is gone. So all of this is just like people who think that they're rich and they're gonna get away from this. They're not gonna get away from this. It's not gonna happen. If the if the atmosphere changes to the point where it cannot sustain life and human life too, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, that's uh that's what's gonna happen and so they can't escape it. So why don't you just go on ahead and just go ahead and start to change this? Yeah. Maybe certain changes can not reverse, but slow down the process. Right, and acknowledge climate right. change. What's going on to LJ chiming in? Now, speaking of people who are homegrown and yes. in our neighborhood, you know, we alluded to it, you know, put bullet points out there and bring it back. Brother Keaty, Chef Keaty. He has books out. Matter of fact, he, he not only uh, speaks on how to eat to live. That's how I'm going to coin it. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Put a pen there right there. He not only speaks on how to eat to live, but he also speaks on economics. He also speaks on the importance of us getting back to uh, working with our African brothers that, you know, sometimes can be contrary. It all depends. You know what I mean? Because Pan-Africanism, for people to really are in the know, we took Pan-Africanism to Africa, not the other way around. When we were sitting there, we were on the plantations, and we were looking around and said, well, where's the army to come get us? Well, no army ever came. You know, raise the army. You know, like Sister Soldier says in Buck Wilder, like, where are your armies? Black men, stand up. Okay, anyone. Black women, stand up. So, uh, you know, we took Pan-Africanism over there. So he not only talks about that, but he talks about the rise of Africa again. And so far, it looks like China is getting ready to take the rise of Africa. Well, it just seems that way. Yeah, China's everywhere. China is everywhere. Have you noticed? Because, you know, China... Speaking of, you know, as we bring it back around to the little girl doing the minstrel show, um, China messed up their ecosystem because if you take geography, you realize that they have a closed system. Unstable systems have rain all the time. So within the seasons, it will rain and then it the, the gases and things escape up into the atmosphere, which doesn't do much for the ozone layer, but it does escape out. But when you have a closed-in system like California, like Las Vegas, like China, it's a closed-in system, and so when the pollution and the pollutants go up in the air, they lock and they make what you call small. So you see, China has destroyed their system, right? And now they're moving out into other places to destroy their system. Now the Japanese, now you know, within the Bruce Lee films, when you watch the Bruce Lee films, you would see uh, 
when the Japanese were control in China, they would say, no dogs, no cats, no Chinese. Because the Japanese considered the Chinese to be dirty. That's what they that's what they did. That's how it was. And so there was always a situation where, you know, the Japanese felt that way, and that's the way it is. And Bruce Lee chronicled that in his movies, right? So you have this situation going on with this and they're spreading out and if you notice even in this even in this market and in this area you see the Chinese are spreading out and they're, they're not they're no longer staying in the Chinatowns or the you know or in the other Asians are no longer standing there because they're spreading out because it seems like it's a mandate or something that's been told to do. I mean it's just the way it is. And so as they spread into Africa and they take over raw resources, what happened to the time when Africa for black people? You know, Africa was for European people, all kinds of things. And now the Asians are moving in. And now, uh, you know, the Somalian pirates, you know, the Somalian pirates were not boarding ships because they were just pirates. That was a European story. The truth is, they cut off, these people were fishermen and they fed their families from the open waters off of Somalia to feed their families. The, uh, certain governments came in and got fishing water rights and took away the rights and so thus and so, they had to do what they had to do to continue to feed their families. So now the Chinese have come in and bought right. water rights. I mean, it's like really, it's like really a ridiculous situation. What's going on, Lamar? Checking in. Uh, it's like a real uh, crazy situation that's uh, going on totally with that. So saying that in the aspect is we need to have the time where Africa is African and that's what uh, Brother Keaton talks about. So his platform is not only food, but it's the environment. Right. It's about Africa for Africans. And it just goes on. He has uh, various sets of books that have to do with that. And I just, uh, I'm getting ready to push another video, click in another video in so that you can take a look at it when you go back afterwards and watch. And people on Instagram and people on uh, uh, YouTube live, and chime in and watch too. Okay, so look, Brother Kitty. So, from watching his uh, situation, what would you uh, rate his? He's Pamela Johnson. What would you rate his? Uh... Oh, please. He would definitely give a 10 because, like you said, not only does he cover that, um, which I love, like again, I can't emphasize like, like the different recipes and stuff, um, healthier ways um, to eat. He also talks about um, eating healthy and how it could reverse um, autoimmune diseases. Um, he also talks about um, how certain foods can cause cancer. So that's why it is important to eat healthy. So that's why I thought today um, discussing Dr. Katie um, as well as the documentaries uh, that we talked about earlier that we saw um, that sugar film and plant pure nation kind of all tied in uh, together because it all affects affects us our health um, 
our lifestyle. And then I don't even want, I'm glad I didn't use the term diet because when I was watching the documentaries, I'm like, no, this isn't a diet, it's a lifestyle. But the healthier that you try to eat, you know, while you are young, as you age, the less medications that you'll be spending money on, you know, and, and. You're watching the film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review culture in movies, music, politics, and society. And we just finished uh, talking about healthy living and Dr. Keaty's, well, excuse me, Brother Keaty's presentation on uh, raw foods, whole foods, and that uh, smoothie is excellent. Uh, I will give him a 10 most definitely because he comes down to the radio station and he brings the food and you are actually able to try it and it tastes delicious and you get healthy from it and you lose pounds on it because we've actually seen it actually work and sometimes when you have a schedule that really makes you have to uh, move around often and have to eat late because you're coming in late uh, you just have to try to stay on that, as uh, Professor Keaty says, try to stay on that uh, situation. Um, so, let's move on. We, we talked about, uh, we talked about the two movies. Right. Uh, Hard Time, right. which is on YouTube, right. and Welcome to Killer City, right. which is about Kate, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Stars uh, Freeway. Both of those are on YouTube. Uh, you will be entertained by the films. One is 15 minutes, and the other one is a full-length film. The first is how a person uh, tries to stay out the game, and how staying out the game helps you move forward. The other is a tale of constantly being pulled back into the game and the consequences of being in the drug game. And that's what the film, the, both films are wrapped around the same thing and how the lead characters handle it different and how the outcomes are different. You know, slightly different, we'll say. So see both of those films and then we just finished talking about the two documentaries. Right. What, what's the names again? Um, that Sugar Film mm -hmm. and Plant Pure Nation. Uh -huh. And then check out... Uh, Keedy, that's K-E-I-D-I. -I. You just go right there, uh, Brother Keedy, put in smoothie, Brother Keedy, smoothie, and then all of the different uh, uh, living food uh, recipes that he does, comes up, his cooking shows, his lectures on that, and pick up his books because um, we try to live as long, none of us are gonna get out of this alive. But while we're here, we want to be the most healthy as possible. This is being brought to you by the Black Eyes Chronicles back in Cleveland. The back Black Eyes Chronicles black, back in Cleveland. The Black Eyes Chronicles back in Cleveland DVD. That's right, DVD, because we are simulcasting on Instagram, Facebook, excuse me, yeah, Facebook and YouTube. And so go there, you can go to lordlandfilms.com, that's lordlandfilms.com, and you can actually stream the film on lordlandfilms.com, or you can just go ahead and order it on lordlandfilms.com and get your hard copy, because, you know, we actually produce films here at lordlandfilms.com. Okay, 
let's shift gears real quick here. Let's move over to a film that is a, a very interesting film. We, we started watching it. Boy, it took a while to get through. Boy, I tell you. What, how many weeks? I mean, I mean, it was like, it's an hour and 53 minute <laughs> film. It's like, wow. It's like two hours and 23 minutes. Two hours. Three minutes, and we are talking about the film, the movie, 1984. Two hours that I can't get back. That I'm no, wait, I two hours and 23 minutes. Right. Two hours and 20 minutes, 23 minutes long film. Now, it came out in '84, um, and it was shot. During the time, like probably around 82, 83, to come out in 84 to uh, go along with um, George Orwell's predictions of 1984, they felt it would be cute to put out a film that dealt with his dystopian view of what the world would be like in 1984, mm -hmm. coming from when he originally wrote the book. Okay. His book is a classic, so that's why when we saw the film, you know, we said, oh, let's watch the film. The book's a classic. Yeah, yeah, but also, it's a lot of things that are going on with uh, Trump in the government, right? It's a lot of things that are going on that you have to understand what Trump has read, right? To try to go through and figure out somewhat of what he's doing, right? And you're not going to figure it out by just being, by laughing or joking at him. So, 1984 is an eye-opening uh, movie. Well, let's break down the situation. So, the protagonist, let me get his name real quick so I can have it. John Hunt, right? Oh, no, played by John Hunt. It's Winston Smith. That's the protagonist in the film. Winston Smith is a man who has one job and one job only. His job is to take news reports and manipulate them, change around certain words, maybe even change up images to put through, to push the company line uh, to the people, the party line to the people who are in this dystopian world in 1984. That is his one job and his only job, right? But he has a problem. He has a problem. He doesn't necessarily believe the propaganda that he's putting down and he's starting to question. And, and that question was probably always there in his mind mm -hmm. and the uh, powers that be, Big Brother, so to speak, always have their eyes on the people who do that because they say sooner or later they're going to question why they are doing this and so this is where we open up the story this is what it is and his he goes and he does this humdrum situation every day and then he goes home and he listens to some of the reporting it comes through from him and there's others because it's like a bureau propaganda. of propaganda and they push all of this propaganda out to the people so he's hearing it 
The TV has to be on. You have to listen to what Big Brother is saying. If you ever wanted to know where they got the term Big Brother from, for the Big Brother show that comes on that follows the people in the house. Which is much better than this movie. And this, this is what <laughs> where they got that from. So right. Big Brother didn't just come from out of the ether or the atmosphere. And it's something that they put together from off of the George, uh, George Orwell book and took the aspect of the uh, Big Brother always being able to see everything that you do. Right, so they took it like that. They made it kind of light, but it's real serious business. In the larger aspect, there are cameras on every corner. They see everything. They see license plate numbers. They see what you're doing. And so Big Brother is watching. So that's what the 1984 uh, movie was about. So he goes home, and he's in this humdrum situation every day. So so his dramatic need is companionship okay so he finds a companion in julia right he finds a companion and let me tell you it's a lot of 80s bush and nudity frontal nudity and uh julia is played by uh susanna hamilton and Believe me, like I said, there's a lot of 80s Bush. It's like really uh, gratuitous. I don't even know if they would be able to do it today because, you know, times have changed. Me too. You know, why are we doing this? It's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of that. And so they go through like at least 20 minutes of the film of dealing with their relationship and them getting to know each other. And it's just really, you're sitting Drags. up there and you're just dragging. You're dragging. Fall asleep. So, so you can fall asleep. So That's why we I had two weeks so we, to watch so, it. So we had to <laughs> cut it off. We had to cut it off. And then we came back to it today. So now listen. You go in an hour and eight minutes in the film. So you get his dramatic need early on. And then from there it's just one big, long, drawn out affair. I don't know if they weren't able to really figure out how to go about um, bringing about the Orwelling, Orwell story, you know, to film, but it's long. So anyway, so you go 108 minutes in and then all of a sudden you get the initiating event. Uh, O'Brien, played by Richard Burton. Matter of fact, this is Richard Burton's last appearance on screen. Well, probably not his last appearance because maybe he had some other films. Hopefully. But he passed right. in 84 right. when this film came out right. in 84. Okay, so uh, O'Brien, played by uh, Richard Burton, passes. Uh, Winston Smith a book and so you think you think because he thinks that he's finally going to advance a lot of this is you're hearing the thoughts of Winston in his head as he goes to do different things you're seeing his you're seeing the different thoughts in his head and he's saying oh I've finally have arrived they're finally going to get me to the point where I can go to the next level that's what he's thinking so he has ambition which in the world of 1984 
in this dystopian world that they're in. Uh, okay, dystopian means it's in disarray and disorder. It's not pristine. Utopian would mean that everything is provided for you. You have green pastures and everything is provided for you and everything is fine. Okay. So, so when I'm saying dystopian, you know what I'm speaking of. Um, so he goes and he talks to the O'Brien character and O'Brien gives him a book, right? And he and it's the book, it's, the, it's supposed to be the new book with the new definitions of words that are supposed to be used in the propaganda that he spits out, changing up stories, right? So uh, he goes, and he starts to read it, but then he sees that there are, the pages seem like they're glued together, like they're double pages. So he begins to pull back the page. And the page, and then on the page it says, when he pulls it back from the rules, it reads, ignorance is strength. So let's sit with that for a minute. Ignorance and strength, so in this world, uh, this book is supposed, as he's pulling back, this book is supposed to be shedding all the secrets on what's happening with this propaganda that this particular governmental entity is putting down upon them. This is supposed to be uh, uh, dispelling all that and giving him information. It's as if O'Brien is on the inside, he's trying to hand uh, Winston something to uh, help dismantle the system, right? That's what it appears. So as he begins to read, he begins to see that a lot of the things that he uh, believed are written in this book. So his brain begins to uh, shift. And not only is he going along with this, not only is he his brain shifting, but he's in this relationship, this sexual relationship. Which is against the law. Which is uh, with Julia. Right. You're not supposed to need right. any companionship. You're not supposed to need any intimacy. You're supposed to just do your job, go back to your domicile, and sit there and listen to this propaganda be spit at you continuously 24 hours a day, 24 hours day and night. You know, it's, you know, 12 on, 12 off. And so... He is breaking the rules and so thus he's breaking the rules but the, the main point of this is ignorance is strength and I said to myself I said hmm Donald Trump read this book <laughs> I'm sure he had to you see ignorance is strength means that as long as you ignore what the truth is. Right. You ignore what the truth is. You are purposefully ignorant. Right. Everything was addressed in the book from uh, climate change to wars, yep. perpetual war continuing on. You know, it's never an end. Even if it isn't a war, you push it like it is a war. And so we, we see these we see these things in, in you know in what we see today and we say wow and at the same time 
they are they are making fun of a person and it's all within this it's all within this story of of uh you know ignorance is strength there's other things going on uh the mind of the party the collective over the individual mortal mind so in other words you think like a collective so you think like a monolith so take the people who voted for trump they voted for him and a majority of them still stay with that even though it is hurt what's happening is hurting yeah, the people it's government shutdown you see because people don't read all of this is in books already this is if you know if you notice anything about trump trump is a person who is into entertainment and at one time books were entertainment that's how people got their entertainment they could read and the mind would be taken away through books and, and that's that's what this is so when you watch this film and possibly maybe not maybe he never read the book but he wanted to go see the movie because like i said it was a lot of 80s bush in this film and so so he so he probably was there and you know he watched it and he he just put it into his memory bank that ignorance is strength grab them by the uh i'm going to build this wall and you're going to do and i can tell you that the way this is going if he, he's not going to cave so the dems are going to cave people so ignorance is strength and i think that people need to start reading his book because i think i think the points are there you know and so as the story goes on, I don't know. No, no, this is good. But anyway, as the story goes on, and you go through and you um, watch it, you come to find out that that's that the book and the double pages together is a double cross. Yeah, definitely. It's a double cross, and then from there, it picks up. It picks up. That that is the initiating event, right. the book, and then after that, his love interest and him are caught doing right. the illegal, and and they're and they're punished. And boy, is he punished? Torture. I mean, he is punished, and and he's and, and um, the O'Brien character tells him that we. Are not going to kill you. We're going to break you down to the point that you love Big Brother, and once you love Big Brother, then we're going to kill you, right? So, at the end of the film, so you find out that there's an Emmanuel Goldstein, and you find out that O'Brien, so-called, helped him co-pen the book that's supposed to be the opposition book. Right? So in other words, this just like Big Brother, Emmanuel uh, Goldstein does not exist. He's just a picture that they put up to say this is the person that they're battling. Right? So that, that's what that is. So in closing, within the torture, uh, uh, the O'Brien character asked uh, Winston, he said, how many fingers do I have up? And Winston says four. He says, don't you see five? And then Winston says, no, I don't see five, I see four. So then they start, they have him on a rack. Mm 
a racket, something pulls you. I mean, we're gonna spoil this because <laughs> people should have seen this film, and it's it, and it drags anyway. It drags. So they pull, so they pull him on the on the on the rack, and they're stretching him out. It's an old medieval type stuff yeah. where they're pulling him out, and he said, so he asked him, how many fingers do I have? He says five. He says you're lying because you know you just want me to say what you hear. So boom. So finally. He breaks free and they break him and we're gonna leave that you now yeah, that part now that part that's your going yeah, that's on, right. so. but that part the part we're gonna leave that for you to see that is a must see part and that this is what they want from each and every person to do they get you to that breaking point where it's you. Or someone else, and then we're gonna leave it at that. See the film for that right there. But in the end, because he didn't want to say five, but he started saying five as they broke him down. But at the end of the film, he's playing chess with himself, chessboard. He keeps moving back the piece because he's not supposed to have individual thoughts. So he keeps moving back the piece. But in the dust on the table, he writes two plus two equals. And then I said, what does he write? Does he write four? Does he write five? Because ultimately what would happen to him once he wrote, if he wrote five, that would mean that they would come get him. Or maybe they have already killed him mentally. Yeah. So it's a, so it's a double yeah. meaning, a double entendre to that, right? So what does he write? But in, the movie goes off like those great 80s movies always go off without any conclusion. So, so we had to do some research. <laughs> we had to do some research. And after we did the research right. on the book, I would I would say, because mm -hmm. you said that you, you probably wrote four. Right. I said. Because I was hoping that there was a little five. bit of independence still in him. Mm -hmm. So he wrote. Uh, so you don't know what he wrote, but most likely he wrote five. And see, this is what because you think they broke him down. And they broke him the torture. Broke him. Pulled his Come on, because I was hoping it. that there's still a little bit of independence left within him still. So I was because with the four fingers, I'm thinking he's gonna say four, but you're saying five because they broke him down. Mentally. How many fingers do I have? Does one? Plus one equal three. Mm, all depends on how you look at it. Or does one plus one equal two? So uh, that's what we'll close. You know, uh, the situations that are going on, you know what I'm saying? Even with the R. Kelly situation that's going on, all of the people who went into group think, the Torres. The others who went into groupthink and then now Torre has to apologize because he must have really uh, found the uh, whatever he makeup artist done. the makeup artist says she sexually harassed he he sexually he apologized and he apologized I said you apologize you actually did it so why would you go on a, a show talking about another man when you got skeletons in your closet, oh, they're bringing it all down, people. It's that group thing because ignorance is strength 
And that's where we will close it today. You have been watching another great episode of the film review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Chris D. Tracy. And we review uh, culture and movies, music, politics, and society. And we will see you next time. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. The host, Crazy D and Tracy Dion. All music heard on the film review available on iTunes, Apple Music. Live stream recording and audio, Crazon Dion. Research on topics, Tracy Dion. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. All rights reserved. LordLandFilms.com. Copyright 2019.